Welcome back. Another episode, man. CDK and Horatio podcast. You feel me? You know where to find yes, us sir. at, wherever you find your podcast. YouTube, watch our clips, watch our shorts, and follow us on social media platforms at CDK and Horatio. What's good, yes, brother? Sir. Man, I'm doing great, bro. We were just we were just together. I just I feel like I just was with you. I just saw you. We was yeah. together for the weekend in DC. Rock and City Festival. Yeah, Rock and City Festival. We had a time. Yeah. Some yeah. ups and downs. How you know what I'm saying? Yeah. How was your time there? What you think about it? Um, overall, it was a great experience. I feel like we came in there with no expectations as far as hopes right. up or anything like that. So I think that kind of made our, our weekend a lot better. Um, the only thing that I would say is like, of course, with Uzi not performing, Jasmine Sullivan, just some of the behind the scenes things was 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 uh, could have been handled a little bit better. But I feel like as far as the energy in the attendees was great because you know sometimes when you go to the like the bigger festivals like Rolling Loud, um. The energy can be different if you're not like a super fan of these artists. You can't just go and enjoy it. I feel like Broccoli City was right. just a lot of going to enjoy it. Right. That's what I was going to ask you. Just, I mean, I, I know we we go there to interview people and to kind of make make networks over there. But what do you think about just festivals in general? Because I've never been to a festival without you know um, having to work. You know what I'm saying? I never went to one just on my own. What do you think about just music festivals in general? It seems like if you're a fan of the artist. A festival is not the best place to go to really get the best set from them, you know? Absolutely not. And I'm gonna tell you why. Um part of that is because their their ha- their sets have to get cut short. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. unless you're they're the absolute headlining artist. But even at that, if they are the headlining artist, and depending on what festival you're going to, some of these festivals have fifty, sixty thousand, eighty thousand, a hundred thousand people. If you're not willing to stand up there all day, sweat. Be on yourself. Just be up there in them situations. Right. Then the festival is not for you because, especially mm-hmm. depending on what type of artist is your favorite artist. Like Jasmine Sullivan, Brent Fires. Nobody was pushing the show to see Brent Fires. You know what I'm saying? Like, even though people really liked him, right. it was just that that's just the nature of his music. So I've been, when I went to Rolling Loud, I did go uh, to do media, but I came down to just like see Young Thug set. Couldn't even enjoy it, bro. Could not even enjoy it. And I wasn't even yeah. in the front, I was in like the semi back. And it was just too much going on. You you can barely breathe. Um, people that do attend festivals are a different breed. Actually, that's a red flag. You like to go to festivals for fun, yeah. red flag. <laughs> it's a red flag if you go to all of them. If you go to like three or four a year, that's a super red flag. Because it goes back to what you just said. You don't know the people. Everybody on the bill, you don't know. You know what I'm saying? So that's a red for flag. Sure. You just like to stand up and uh, be, be with, you know what I'm saying, like, listen to people that you don't know. I mean, it's cool because you get to meet people and stuff like that, but it's, I mean, it, it, it is a good experience. I just felt like um, it'd be long, bro. And I'd be like, I don't necessarily care about every single one of these artists so much to where I would rather stand out here and uh, be hot for them. So what I do appreciate uh, about Brian, um, yeah, yeah, I like that they had yeah, like yeah. one main stage and you didn't have to do so much moving around. Like that was one thing that right. I, I really did appreciate about them. But yeah, um, cool. Yeah, yeah and, at so, those, and at those festivals, you got to have a lot of distractions. Like, you can't just, you got to have a whole thing. You have to have, and, and you know, because people will blame the festival if, if they pass out, which is crazy. It's <laughs> crazy to me. Y'all drinking and smoking in the parking lot, and you blaming the festival grounds because you passed out. But either way, like I said, we had a great time. And MVP of the festival was Coco Jones, obviously she performed in the rain, but also Santana. I was sleeping on Saucy Santana. But my man came through with a set that was good. I ain't know. I ain't know. You know, 
I knew more songs than I didn't know. And we was talking about this too. To to be a gay rapper, bro, is some groundbreaking shit. Now, granted, it's some gay rappers that we don't know about. But I'm talking about like an openly gay rapper talking about like niggas and all that shit. It's like, because 50 years ago, bro, that shit would have not happened, period. So I was thought interesting. It was I've never seen nothing like that. So shout out to him and shout out to Brockton City Fest. We had a good time. But yeah. Yeah. And to, oh, oh, and, and to, uh, yeah. to piggyback off that, off that, um, you know, you know, people have to stop doing on festivals is the tier of names on the festivals. You know, why? oh yeah, everybody all together. <laughs> everybody needs to be all together. You know why? Because it's, it's like what you just said. I may not know, like for instance, oh, uh, day two of the festival, Brent Fires closed the show. He was the headliner. I wouldn't have much rather Kodak Black uh, close the show. Right, but that's my opinion. But so, who is making the list of who is more important than who in you know the lineup and the, the font of the names? Because I'm like, I'm like this the small font dude way better. Than I like the the biggest font guy. So just put everybody in the same tier, you know. And it's all an ego thing too. I'm I'm not I'm not gonna lie to you. Being that I'm playing the concert now, we've had not gonna say which artist hit us up and be like, hey, I shouldn't be behind such and such, or I shouldn't be in or such and such these. You know, what I'm saying if they don't, if y'all don't switch that, I'm not posting it. Like, it's Ooh. stuff like that. Now, with festivals, yeah. it's going to be a little different, but I've, I've definitely experienced that. Right. Okay. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, moving on. Moving on. Did you see this video of Sukiyana um, in London? No. So, it's a video. She's, tra- she's training right now. Um, she went to London, and it was a with a bunch of, you know, white people, honestly. And she's getting into a car and she's basically talking about how she wants to get a coochie scratch and she uh, wants to, she's about to eat some niggas' ass. And it was just wasn't the the place that you would have that type of thing, right? And what I want to bring it up is we have to start se- separating trashiness from blackness because a lot of people in their defense of her are saying, well, she's just being her natural black self or like associating being black. Mm-hmm. With being black or like being uh derogatory or inappropriate with being black like no in, in the situation i mean granted it's her own you know life or whatever but in the situation that's point so we can't look at this lady and say all black women are uh, trashy and, and or this is the behavior that we all exude i just i just hate when like white people don't have to really deal with that as far as like if it's a crazy white guy is he just a crazy white guy it's not white people do this um not as much. So I, I well, feel like it's important that we create what? Well, okay, I, I will say this. So here on vacation, so it was lightning and thundering outside. So I was in charge of the kids and I was like, all right, y'all, let's go because I don't got time for my my mama to be hearing that. Our next door neighbors ain't us. Okay. Right. So mm-hmm. they were still having a ball, jumping, flipping, doing all of that in the lightning in the pool. And what do you think the first thing my grandma said? Why learn white people out there doing that? Why the white exactly. people exactly? Exactly. <laughs> you know what? That's very true. But I'm saying like, but that's but that's not trashiness though. That I'm saying like that's not affecting somebody else in a derogatory way or anything. Like, it's just them in the rain or in the lightning or doing whatever. Still, when they kissing dogs, is that not trashy? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's trashy. It's definitely trashy. But and, and you're right, that is associated. But I'm just saying, like, I just hate that we have to like di- just disassociate that. Like, black people are not a monolith, obviously. But damn, bro, can we like that was her doing that? Her, you know what I'm saying? So you don't have to every time somebody does something that we don't deem as the best morally, 
we don't have to group it in and say, well, let's have a sit down, black people. Let's all sit down and talk about this. No, that's her crazy ass doing that shit. And that's what she believes to do. And that's cool for her. But that's not what we all do. And that's, we, that's but we have a problem with separating that. I'm saying like us as black people, we associate yeah. trashiness with black shit or uh, being, like I said, being loud, being, you know what I'm saying? Inappropriate when it's at times as, well, I'm just being my black self or whatever. No. No, that's not what I be, it is. I be getting secondhand yeah. embarrassment. I'm not gonna lie. I definitely get secondhand embarrassment when, we, when certain things come up. I'm like, bro, come on now. Like. I know, but that's that's a, that, that's because of our culture. But absolutely, and and, and it's a part of my culture to say like, man, you making us look bad. That's some slavery shit too. That's that's a new segment we gotta have. That's some slavery shit, bro. I is. mean, I'm not gonna lie, but I think also the part of that is that's the stereotype that already goes around that. So when you it, when you exude that and when you amplify that. It just makes it that much worse as to why you you just gotta separate the two, man. That, I I feel it. Yeah. I feel it. But yeah, because yeah, um, we can't go around here. Yeah. Well, going going back to like some things that I feel like we've actually lost that I feel like we should bring back, man. I was in a barbershop the mm-hmm. other day, and you know how most barbers now be having like appointments, and most people just come for their appointment and, and dip about it here. Walk-ins are not really a thing anymore, which I appreciate right. because as a person with a business schedule, I don't have time to be at a barbershop all day. What I do appreciate is when I go in the barbershop and it's kids in there and it's the fathers bring their kids and we just have great barbershop talks because, you know, it's not really uh, that many free. Uh, there's there's not that many spaces for black men to really, you know, get it, get it all together and right. get it all out and not have to worry about no pushback. We were laughing about right. uh, who was we talking about? Flip flops. We'll get to that later on. But. Mm-hmm. That was a great time that we just had yeah. just talking with Barbara Stocks. And I, I feel like when I was growing up, that kind of helped with the whole manhood thing too a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. No, I feel it, it. it definitely does. It definitely does. And especially, like you said, growing up as a black boy, you kind of see like that's your community in, in, a, in, in a sense. And you, I think with social media and just people as you grow up, things kind of go apart and you miss that kind of that aspect of it. I was just at home back in Virginia and I went to the barbershop and it's the same feeling like, I'm like, damn, bro, that's the same, like, niggas in there coming in selling shit. People, I'm like, damn, like, bro, that's what I miss. And, like, and, you know, people, people say, of course, go to the shop, information not accurate. So don't go there thinking that you're going to really come out, come out of style because you know. But they be so serious about it. You be like, damn, bro, I, I miss when niggas would just say stuff for no reason and just, just you know what I'm saying? Like, just having dumbass arguments because we miss that because we do it so much online. But in person, it's more, it's more massive. It's more like you're watching a scene happen. You're watching people come in and come out. You're watching like all the same too. At the barbershop, nigga brought his girl in there. What did they do? As soon as, as, soon as they opened the door, everybody quiet. Yeah, and who did say nothing? As soon as stuff like that, you miss. And you're right. And then that's a part of growing up. That's a part of you know being being together. So. I will say that. Now, on the flip side of the barbershops, like I said, with the bad information, I just had a barber. Bro, I don't like talk. I'm, I'm the type of guy where I, it depends on how I feel as far as I want to talk. Talk to my barber. Right. I don't like the overly chatty barber. Like, to me, a barber's a hairstylist. They should, it's like, they know. After you try one time, you like, you know, you see how many answers are. It's like, you know, it's like, give me some space, give me not. If I'm, if I'm there, but then you also know that coming into a barbershop, your confidence level is going to grow as your haircut is gets done. So I make some people quiet, but then towards the end, I'm like, "Yo, what I'm, you know, what I'm saying, I'm dabbing everybody up, asking them for a cigarette, I'm talking to them and everything." 
Nah, so, yeah, that's why I say go back, Barbara. I got the best of both worlds. Like my lactician, like we, we're really close because we've been to college together and stuff. Shout out to Kaziah. And really? um, we we talk about a little, like a lot of everything. But you know, I mean, she be talking to me about girls and whatever the case may be. My barber is a quiet mm-hmm. guy. But like when we're in the shop and we be joking around and stuff, you know what I'm saying? That's whatever. But like we yeah. had a relationship where it's like most of the time I be doing like work because barber haircuts mm-hmm. are, are quick. You know, so you're not gonna be in the chair more than 30, 45 minutes. So it's like conversations. If it's it's gonna be around what's going on in the room. Right. As far as like locticians and when you get your hair done, we be talking about whatever because I'm be talking, I'm gonna be sitting with her for four hours. I'm not gonna be just sitting there mm-hmm. in silence. My first loctician was like that, and I hated that. I I don't know why because I don't I don't mind, but I just, it was just so awkward because I'm like yo, like mm-hmm. I don't know you, so I mean yeah, I feel you on that. But yeah, um, yeah, just just trying to make conversation. He's like yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She's like I don't really care what you got going to move on. Like get on my chair. Right. Like, Damn. All right. 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 Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, moving on to me, man. We kind of jump back into relationships, um, and it's something I've been seeing. It's something I've been learning as I grow, as I get older. Is that look, just going back over my life and how I dealt with people, bro. I'm never in the space, and we talked about this kind of this weekend. I'm kind of in the space where I want to give more, right? I want. I, really, I feel like my life I've been taken, and that's what's and that's something I feel like I want to address for people listening. Like, you know, from women, from relationships, I always felt like my mindset's been how. What can I benefit from this? How can I get over, not over, but how can I get, I want to meet first. And now as I'm getting older, I'm like, damn, man, a lot of the things that I could have experienced a lot better if I was more in a giving mode, not necessarily about money or just just, just a change of mindset. I like, for instance, we was backstage at the Brockton Fest, and that's how we brought it up, is that these artists, man, they give a lot, right? They got to come out, they got to they gotta give their name, talk about all the time, all these people are ready to see them, all this People, people want to interview, they want to take, they want to take. And I'm really, I'm thinking like, man, the, the way to really experience life a lot better is to really focus on giving. Because when you, when, when you, when you want something from somebody, they can feel that shit, bro. And it, and it repels them from you. It's like, oh, like you just, you're needy. You know what I'm saying? People can feel that needy ass energy on people and on you. So sure. that's something we talk about all the time, like when it comes to like our career and stuff like that. So I just want to remind people like in this society of transactional things relationships it's it's best to focus on if you if we can focus on the people listening if we can focus on giving a lot more of ourselves then the things that we want people give i mean people will hand it to you like it ain't shit but i think that should be the biggest focus and in relationships it's such a big thing too where you know let's say like uh some women um put a price on it and guys are trying to get the best deal. You know what I'm saying? Like this, the transactional back and forth of like, you know, not, not giving up yourself, trying to see what you can get from it. Um, and just changing that mindset. what you think about that? I mean, honestly, truly like that's not even just in like, that's also in platonic relationships too. Right. And you mm-hmm. know, your friends that you go out with and they don't have, not even if y'all are in the same budget range, but they don't have no money or not trying to spend nothing. You know, like, mm-hmm. all right, bro. Like if I go to these places, I might not want to go there with such and such. I might not want to go out of town with such and such because I just know it's going to be an issue about every little thing. You know what I'm saying? So it's like when you're with those friends that they wouldn't do that if they was picking up the bill. But if you're picking up the bill, oh, we, we ordering uh, 1942. We ordering uh, Alizol. Like we doing all that. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, can you break the, hey, break the glass real quick? Let me see what's behind the glass. He going to get that. He going to get that for us. Yeah, like what? Like so, but I mean, even on on uh on a romantic side of relationships as well, like um, I feel like there should be I don't forget the whole fifty fifty talk, but I do believe in equal effort. 
right? So that I do believe in the right. same thing is like you would do the same thing for me as I would do for you. If you were going through a hard time in your life, like you would pick me up emotionally, mentally, financially, um, mm-hmm. all of those things. Well, mentally as well, you know what I'm saying? Like you would do the same for me. So I do believe that we should focus also on the platonic side of things as far as your family, your friends, and all of those, how you treat those people as well, because that does right. rub off into your relationships, whether you think so or not. No, no, de- definitely. And that's something that, and that, the, the platonic thing is the thing that you're not thinking about, but that's the thing that you probably can take more from. Like if you got, if you got a friend and you, um, let's say your friend owes you money or your friend asks for money or a friend, um, what like you know use your time a lot like that, that's something you may you may not be thinking about because it's not your a, a romantic relationship but it's the same type of mindset so i'm glad you i'm glad you brought that i'm, I'm glad you brought that up what you got next <clears throat> um so we, we talked about the barbershop talks yo so this is what we was actually talking about at the barbershop flip-flops mm-hmm. yo when i'm going to we were talking about going to the beach now me mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a crocs type of guy I don't wear slides right. either. I used to wear slides. When I don't wear slides no more. I wear yeah. Crocs with no socks when I go to the beach. Because we was talking mm-hmm. about how when, when your flip-flops get wet, they get stuck between your toes. They just be flapping. Mm-hmm. It looks OD sassy. And uh, I was like, yeah. You're not going to like what I'm about to say, bro, but I'm a thong in the middle of my feet type of guy. No. Damn, damn bro. I love it, man. I think I have big feet. It's like the real affairs. Now, when you put now, when you put on Crocs, Crocs is done. I'm not even. I'm not even having that conversation. I'm not doing it. But but slides, I don't like the clacking, the the, the clacking that slides can give you. Some some some. But some good, do that. Flip-flops, some good flip flops. They won't do that. I'm, some good ones though. Not no like bullshit. I'm talking about the ones where like it's it's a good texture in it. Yeah. I'm fucking with flip flops, bro. And I don't like how Ben has subjugated flip flops to be some like. Get me or like you know what I'm saying, feminized thing. Like I let my feet up, I get my feet done. You know what I'm saying? I want to, I want to show them off. I want to put a Yeezy slide on at the beach or whatever you wearing. Uh, and CDK's on vacation at the beach house or wherever he's at. I got my <laughs> you know what right what you got Crocs. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. See, oh, that's my sorry. problem too, though, because I've only experienced old navy flip flops. You know, the, the ones to be on the dollar when they be on sale. You've only had them, so right. those are the ones to be click clacking. Yeah. Can't do it. <laughs> And those, and those, you nigga, those, bro, they, they for, for one day, one day, and it's gonna, it's gonna come right through it. The little, the little <laughs> in between the toes, right be red. Yeah, yeah. But a good pair of thong in, in the middle of your toe flip flops, bro, you can't beat them. Tips for me, I be, I be like the white boys wearing Tommy Bahama out there, boy. You can't tell me <laughs> nothing surfing and shit. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we can. Um, I, I don't know if you want to go as better as it come, but I mean that's where I'm. I'm headed. Okay, let's get into and it. And this is something, and, this, and I know it's something that you can speak on because you're on a family vacation. Mm-hmm. But you know, we were talking about relationships early and everything. I just want to make sure that us, for us black people, we focus on the black family and going. We're talking about barbershops and stuff like that, and that's and that's a great reason to be out. You see families more than what you think because of social media you think like everybody's separated when you go out you see a lot of these families i think i think it's just a great thing to see and i'm of course we talking about over the past couple weeks like the kiki palmer thing or whatever like don't black people don't let the internet the government or whatever like trick you out of your relationship or out of your family because we love talking about generational wealth but you got to have a family to pass it down to we love talking about like getting the bag and mental health but your family is is a big part of that, and I feel like a lot of the times in this, you know, now it's like we just say like fuck all that, like I don't, I'm just gonna get the bag, I don't need that. Like we love that's our favorite line is we don't need each other, and just we just need the money that that we can get, and then we can just 
fill up on pleasure and shit like that. But that's, I'm telling you that I don't think that's the best option because I've tried to do that. And you feel like a lot more empty, you know, life is, and I don't have no damn kids. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm moving in that, I'm moving in that way. You know what I'm saying? So, um, just, just, you know, throw it out there. Like it's important. I'm, you're on a family vacation. So I'm, I'm sure you're seeing how important family is. Um, right. So yeah, what you think? So now that like most of us are older, um, I mean, my the youngest cousin that we have, I think is what, 15. So I took them out to eat yesterday. Mm-hmm. We, we all just like uh, the, all the adults, they went to go do something else. And we just had the time to like really understand them. Like, because, you know, when they are not around their parents or grandma or whatever, they'll um, open up to you. A little bit more. And we were just talking about like, I mean, he's in high school now as well. So we were just talking about like life transitions as far as like what they're going through and just really having somebody that you feel like you're safe around to like really open up to what you're talking to. I feel like the more that mm-hmm. you're around that, the more to change your perspective. Even me, like I, I realized yesterday that it's so easy to, and I'm only 24 to quickly forget what you were into in high school and middle school and what you were mm-hmm. exposed to and what you knew. It's so quick to be naive to these things because you're not around these folks. But the more they started talking, I'm like, yo, I need to change my, the way I approach when I do, High school events, middle school events, because these kids yeah. like they they up like they really just about yeah. on a social level, almost as, as clean as as the college folks, and we not that yeah. removed that from college. So it's like, um, yeah. even on like the the older side, like talking to my aunt, to my my mom, and my and my grandma. Like when we first got out here, I didn't know what to expect, but now like they were playing games yesterday, and you talking about that balance thing. I had to work, I had to do like something real quick, but I missed a good game yeah. that we had played. Uh, called do you know me and i, I feel like we should look to play the game too but um mm-hmm. it just it just you know people opening up about that stuff you just never know um it, and as your family you know starts to grow and get older you definitely want to hone in on those opportunities and memories because that's the only thing that you will have with you yeah. the rest of your life yeah definitely and look and before we close out i want to talk about this too my little brother bro what age did you start cursing that oh, you was cursing eight. publicly like with your friends about that? oh oh my friend oh yeah eight not to, but I went to Bro, okay. So he's nine, right? He, he yeah. got in trouble for cursing. And I had to tell him, like, awesome, like, real nigga shit. Like, bro, you have to you, look. And we were just talking about just them being being socially at the same, you know, level or whatever. They don't TikTok, they get into like the two. Like, bro, you got to stay in that type of, in that kind of child's place, bro, with your friends. But, like, because it's a switch. I'm, I'm like, I've never heard you curse. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's so weird that you have your life with your family. Like you, you, you have a you with your family, and you have a you with your friends. And that you with your family involves like their rules and whatever. And then you kind of like yourself. And then you kind of so it's kind of like merging two worlds when you get older. Because when you go back with your family, you still kind of feel like that one who has to be not themselves, you know, not their true self. So I just, I just find that interesting. Like, um, you know, like it's important that you went out with your cousins by yourself. Because if they was with their parents, they'll be a completely different version of themselves than they would with you. You know what I'm saying? Just like how they with their friends is another version. So yeah, I just find it interesting. That's why I had to tell them, like, bro, nobody's gonna nobody knows if you're cursing with your friends if that's what y'all are doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like because nobody knew what we were doing. It is it is what it is, but you have to know the switch to I mean it got, and it gotta be clean you gotta be clean, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's the game. Can't be slipping up on them words, man. But I, I think, like you said, it's yeah. very important. And it's also, like, teaching them balance of, like, not ODM. Because, like, even with, like, drinking and smoking or whatever, be, when you get grown, mm-hmm. you can do whatever you want. So you're not right. as pressed. But when you're new mm-hmm. to it, it's like, oh, let me get a drink. Let me, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, you, let me find mm-hmm. it. Let me let me get it. And it's like, you have to tell them, like, yo, this is this, this is not going anywhere. None of this stuff is going right. anywhere. <laughs> and if you do it now, we are talking about last week, them kids that were 12, 
already, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The, the point already, of the shot, yeah. they don't have nothing to look forward to when they get older, and it's all old mm-hmm. to them. Everything is just so stale. So right. wait on it, kids right. that are listening to this podcast, man. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. Definitely. CDK Definitely. and Horatio. I told y'all yes, what to sir. follow us on social media. Y'all know what to follow us at, man, at this point. Right. Um, make sure that y'all subscribe on YouTube. And I think we have a Patreon on the way so where you can get some yes, conversations. So make sure that you are looking out for that. And really, man, Instagram, you got to get us up on there. And um, we probably going to make a Threads account as well so we can really get some of the thoughts right. out there. Definitely, definitely. We appreciate you guys for tuning in. we see you next week. Amazing. Look at that. And I didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs>